Let's go to the, our top 12 songs for this week, I guess. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Do we have a word of the day? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Word of the day. Word of the day, hi, hi dog, <laughs> is Gyoja Chingu, which translates to girlfriend. Yeah. I I, I kind of remember this um, episode on Running Man wherein um, they were playing a game wherein you would connect words. And then this guy said... Um, Someone has uh is someone's yoja chingu, and they were like, "What? He has a girlfriend?" And he he was like, "No, I mean a girl that is a friend." <laughs> so see how how you know it's the same thing when we use the word girlfriend here in the Philippines. It could either be somebody you're romantically attached to, or you know just a friend who is a girl. <laughs> So that's the word for the day, Yoja Chingu. So anyway, top 12, top 12, top 12. Sorry, my dog is. Yeah, how do you want to do this? Do you want to do it like uh, first step is the first concept, second concept, then third concept? Yes. All right. So let's go. Let's right. go with the first concept, our cutesy concepts. All right. Let's go in order. Let's go with Jock. Um, my cutesy concept is from SNSD. One of their earlier works, it's entitled Kissing You. Um, if you guys are familiar with the performance and the video, they're like, I think, um, lollipops as props. So, and it's really, really cute. Yeah, so this is for the um, earlier generation of SNSD, as we mentioned a while ago. The original cutesy concept of Korea. No, can I just oh, say, like, as a as, as someone who listened to that song this morning, I didn't even know that song was... Again, I'm a very casual SNSD person. I never associated SNSD with cutesy. Really? Yeah, because... I uh... I think it's because, like, I didn't stand second second gen that much. I'm a third gen guy. But, I mean, like, I know that there was a division between Tune One and SNSD, which I think Jo will also explain in her girl crush concept, because she, she, you know, spoiler she alert. She chose there. the other one. But... <laughs> For me, the song I associated most with girls with uh, SNSD before being into K-pop was The Boys. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Makes, yeah. The thing though, was... became famous with G. Like, it was a phenomenon. That's why they, they had to stick to the cutesy concept. Yeah. G is a very cute song, but it's like, I don't think of it as like ultra-feminine and things like that. I mean, it's, it's cutesy, but maybe it's because I don't I don't know. I didn't want to box G- SNSD as just like, oh, they only make these kinds of songs. And that's good, actually. That's how people should be thinking going into K-pop. Do not box them into a category. You know, box the song into categories if you want, but don't box the artists themselves because they, they're not just cute. They're not just girl crush. Yeah. So, okay, I guess Mia, I'm next in the list. Um, I chose Vanilla by Light Song. Light Sum is a new girl group. I forgot when they uh, debuted, but it was just this year. And I listened to them because one of the members, Han Cho Won, uh, is someone I stand way back from Produce 48. She was supposed to debut with IZ1, but due to the things that we will talk about in a future episode on, on survival shows, <laughs> she did not make the cut. And I'm so happy for her because she debuted Although, I associated her with the girl crush concept while she was in Produce 48. But I am glad to see her thriving in Light Song in a cutesy concept song, Vanilla. And they will be debuting, uh, they will be releasing, they will be having their first com- comeback this month. So I'm looking forward to that. And now let's have Meg's cute concept. Oh, before, sorry, back. Meg. Sorry, before, before that, can I just say thank you for introducing me to that song? I that I think that was one of it was so cute. I, I really enjoyed it and it, it it is my kind of song actually. Like that is the kind of music I like and I've never heard of Light Some. So hearing all hearing vanilla for the first time I was like I think I now you. have to check them out. Yeah, they're gonna have their first comeback. I think it's in the calendar. It's not in the calendar, but this month. So go Meg with your cutesy song. 
Okay. Um. Well, first of all, I had a hard time picking songs. Not because I don't listen to girl groups, but because um, I know that we we talk about them, right? And I know that I don't know as much about um, girl groups as you guys. So I, I always worry like, what am I going to... I always worry that it won't be enough for me to say, I just like this song, right? Because I feel like, oh no, I have to be able to say more about it. Uh, and I was especially nervous because I... Um, it's like we say, good music is good music. That's all it is to us. But I know that we we just kind of pick categories and I was so unsure, Dubai. Uh, you guys know because I was bringing it up in the group chat. I was so unsure, like, okay, this song that I picked, is this in the right category? All of that. So this one, does this fit under cute? <laughs> I picked Bet You Wanna by Blackpink featuring Cardi B. When their album, when the album came out, I listened, I remember listening to it. I wasn't even a K-pop uh, fan yet then, but of course I listened to it because I, I had already liked Blackpink even then and this was just so catchy I mean what else can I say about it it's so catchy and um, I actually really like that um, I get to hear all of them at least you know you you get to I mean I don't want to get into line distribution stuff like that because that's not really something I pay attention to but I like that I got to hear all of them and it's just so catchy and it is a very cute song I don't know what else to say did you guys like it? Do you guys like the song? Yes, of course. But it's cute. <laughs> As a blink. No, not really. But I, I liked it for itself. Not because it was a black song. Yeah, it's so catchy. It's song. It's so I liked catchy. it. Like, I liked really? it. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. It's cute it's though, song. right? Yeah. I mean, okay. I understand them and why... Um, what was their... Why, why they picked, you know, like other songs is their title tracks or lead singles but I couldn't help but feel like oh this would have been cuter if it wasn't um if it wasn't just a b-side so cute but I like I like it <laughs> I actually want to see them do a cute concept hmm. would oh. that ever happen doesn't isn't ice cream doesn't that count as yeah a ice cream yeah I do have a question Bon actually how does I mean if if you have thoughts on it or if you if you have input. I I'm curious lang how the how the blinks, how the fandom feel about ice cream. You know, because it's different know. from what they did. Because <laughs> like, because as I told you, I'm like, I used to be, I used to be, I I am, I do love Blackpink, but I do not follow the conversations about it. Like, I don't follow the fans, uh, my other co fans, and how they. Honestly, yeah, the only can things I, I know are like our friends, our like personal. Kim you know what? Can I just say something slightly, maybe possibly controversial? Um, that's totally fine. It might even be better to not go deep into. Um, like stan twitter and stuff like i mean i'm and i say that as like i'm on stan twitter and i do enjoy it but so in a way it maybe it changes how you perceive all of this like i feel like just in general being off social media is healthier right so that would apply to this too i i've seen people who are like oh i left a certain fandom i'm not part of that fandom anymore and they they associate it with I don't like this group anymore. Or when actually what they're talking about is I don't like the culture of Stan Twitter. And it's like you can still enjoy the group. Just get off. Yeah, just, just get off Stan you know, Twitter. Diba? But you know, it's like slightly controversial. And I say that as someone I'm on Stan Twitter. But anyway, oh, yeah. that's my I'm song. Not on Stan Twitter. I it's hope okay. You like the song. Stay away from Stan Twitter. Yeah, Stan Twitter is a lot. I mean, if you're if you're able to filter what needs to be filtered go ahead go go stand twitter but you know you enter with cautiously <laughs> yeah john found a lot of friends from stand twitter that's Actually, one of the good things them. about this industry you know building friends, a community friends yeah well, yeah like, it's a community in itself mm-hmm. so let's go with benj so uh for my pick, this is honestly one of my favorite songs this year. It's by a girl group called Oh My Girl. And I feel like this is already the quote-unquote stereotypical cutesy concept. This is unashamedly that. Like, there is no shame in admitting that this is just a cute song. It's called Dun Dun Dance. And I don't know if you guys listen to it, but it's one of the songs that I only discovered out of, like, Shuffle, I think. And I don't know anything about this group. I know that they have seven members. I don't like this is one of the times where I will unabashedly go with the song and say I know nothing about this group but you should listen to it because for me 
like I'm liking it how the music video went. It's kind of an out of this world experience for me because it really just made me euphoric. Like the whole song was just like a huge high the whole time. And I'm I am aware that not all songs have to be this complex makes you think really hard about it. Sometimes all I really need is bubblegum. And I really like bubblegum. And the song was like the embodiment of bubblegum. Like the, the the music video, the shots that weren't CG, they were actually really nicely shot. And K-pop MVs, very notorious for a heavy amount of CG. I'm not saying this has no CG. I mean, there was a freaking spaceship in the middle of the MV for some apparent reason. That's how they ended also. But no, for me, it really was an out-of-this-world experience with that spaceship. I was just on a high the whole time. It just made me feel so happy listening to Dun Dun Dance. And it's not even a deep song. It's really just, you know, when you and I are together, you know, all I want to do is dun dun dance, dun dun dance, dun dun dance. Oh, baby, give me, baby, give me, baby, give me more. <laughs> they, they performed at the, the fact music. Yeah, I saw. I, saw. I didn't we see did. the performance, but like in our group chat, mm. I noted there is no girl group except like Itzy and Oh My Girl in the fact. Yeah, I think I think Weekly was there. I'm not sure. Lamb, ah, Weekly. I, okay. I think so. So when you when I saw that that was your pick, I was like, hey, I, I know this song. <laughs> nah, just by chance. So that made me so happy. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah um, go. No, I was just going to say mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that there weren't a lot of girl group representations because I, I think, again, topic for another day. But if there was a girl group, they know to be there. I don't know. I'm glad that it was a small group like Oh My Girl. Again, I know nothing about them. I don't stand them, but I'm happy that their song is song's kind of a hit, guys. Yeah, I mean, you can stand songs. You don't have to stand the group. <laughs> or you can stand albums. Yeah, it, or you can stand a genre, whatever. You know, do what you love. <laughs> Support what you love. That's it. Do what, yeah, happiness. <laughs> so let's go to Girl Crush Concept. Let's go this time with Benj. Sorry, you just stopped, but I want no, to no. choose. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. I'm going to preface this by saying, I'm sorry if I'm going to talk a lot, but I feel like I chose this song, not just because it's Girl Crush. I really want to highlight the importance of this song in particular. Um, if, if the hand motions didn't give you a hint already, this song originally came from the Fast and the Furious Hobbs and Shaw. I am not kidding when I say this song is from a movie soundtrack by Ashton Wilde. I don't even know how to pronounce that. But the song is called, it's a small song, uh, it's called Next Level. This song is inescapable. And I'm not just saying this as a, as a person that, that got into it this year because it's literally one of the biggest hits this year. It is one of the most unlikely hits in the industry. First of all, they got it from the soundtrack of the Fast and the Furious. That's the most random thing. I guess SM just watched the movie or listened to the song and thought, this would make a great K-pop song. I have no idea what they were thinking. I'm not sure how high they were when they thought of that. But it actually makes sense. Like, And full disclosure, when I first heard Next Level, I hated it. I hated it so much. Part of it was probably thinking that, oh no, SM has a new girl group. RV's gonna get left in the dungeon like FX. That was part of it. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Me knowing that Next Level was a hit made me feel really worried about the future of Red Velvet. As a, I, I promised I wouldn't talk about RV and like none of my songs were RV, but I feel like that's just my thing. But yeah, the reason I didn't like Next Level was because I thought it was a threat to my favorite group now that they're the fourth gen group of the of one of one of the more notorious companies that only have one girl group at a time. So I feel like they're gonna be left behind. But aside from that, the song made no sense to me. I made jokes as I made I kept making jokes when I first heard it, like, did I just hear five different songs smushed together into one? Because the song doesn't make sense. Like, it starts off as this very, like, you know, typical girl crush. On the surface, if you don't look at the lyrics, it's just I'm on the next level. Something's up like yeah, and it talks about Kwangya a lot, which is like SM's attempt to make a cinematic universe that every group is a part of except for RV, again, which made me scared. But I don't know, the more I listen to it, the more it really hyped me up. Like, the song just really just hypes you up. I play that song whenever I play, you know, my favorite game. Because I think it helps me aim better. Because it gives me the confidence that you can't beat me. I'm on the next level. Like, like that. And it started off as a meme that I'm gonna like this song ironically. I like next level as a joke. I don't think it's a joke anymore. <laughs> After these same sentiments with you, Benj, the first time I heard it, I was like... 
Diba? And then I kept listening to it incidentally and I'm like, hmm, I'm a... And then yeah. I do it again. So like, yeah, I fell into that hole too. Next no. level hole. No, and I think it's, it's not just us. Like, for a song that was released four months ago, it's still charting. It lasted 13 weeks as number one on Gaon or Hanteo. Like, the public likes this song. I've read, like, on Reddit that this is the most unlikely hit. Like, they hear this song on grocery stores. Like, this isn't, like, a typical song that people would enjoy, yet somehow it's there. And the song structure makes no sense. It starts off as, like, this very EDM-inspired, like, very heavy drop, and then it goes novice calling on the beat drop, and then it turns into this very bossa nova like very sensual and it actually like really highlights like they're, they're actually really good vocalists ning ning and winter are actually super good like we don't see that in next level we saw it a lot in black mamba but yeah it actually highlights they can sing but the last thing is that it really you know it really leaned into this concept of the sm universe like of if anybody doesn't know and i can't believe i know this now because of this song and because i ordered the I pre-ordered the Savage. Um, they're trying to create this world, like, Espa is, like, they even have, like, a, an avatar, like, a very AI component. And one of the album, like, the al one of the versions of the album, the one I got, luckily, the POS, is, like, you can scan it and you can actually go into the virtual world of Guangya. So, yeah. Guangya in, like, Korean, I think it means wilderness, and that's just really it. Like, they live in this wilderness thing. Novice is, like, the portal that connects. I can't, it's so much sci-fi. It's so nerdy. I love it. But yeah, no, Novice is the portal that connects um, their real selves to their avatars, and their and that, that connection is being um, broken apart by Black Mamba, which coincidentally, you know, they had a song about. It was also really good. I wanted to put that, but next level is more significant. Uh, there are rumors that Black Mamba is actually Red Velvet because they're not in any of the trailers and Monster by Irene and Sogi had a giant black snake. So they were like, oh, that's why they're not mentioned. It's probably RV, but... No, there's an entire immersive universe around it, like like the hallu hallucination quest and all that. And I don't even think that's why the song is popular. I think the Korean public was just like, you know what? This random song with five different songs that came from the Fast and the Furious, this is our national anthem now. Actually, wow, it's good to know now what Navis was supposed to be because that's like one of the words I, I hear clearly from the song. Navis, you know, it goes like that, right? So I'm like, that's oh, my so Navis, is my Navis. Yeah, so like, oh, so that what it's that's what it means. <laughs> good to know, good to know. Okay, let's go with Meg. Ooh, girl group, Luna. Yeah, okay. No, this one I genuinely I really like this. Um my my friend is on Orbit. That's what their fans are called, right? So she made me a playlist of their songs. And um the first one that she actually made me listen to is So What? Is that right? That's one of their songs. And then <clears throat> I was like, wow, the music video for this is explosive. The production value, everything. I was so amazed and blown away. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! Okay, we'll go to news later. But anyway, so Paint the Town was the second video she made me watch. And I don't know, this is the one that got stuck in my head this year. And even the video, I just... I, it's so... It's... I enjoy watching girl group music videos so much. I think it's because I don't stand girl groups the way that I stand BTS, right? So it's so refreshing to me when I watch a girl group video. It, if it's if it's a cutesy one, I love it. If it's a more hardcore one, I also love it. I just love watching them. And this one, I really like. Oh man, okay, later during the news, I'm excited for for Ben. Just gonna, probably going to be you, right? You're going to talk about Luna. Cause, oh, okay, you know, spoiler alert. But yes, you're going to say pick. Paint the Town is like, a lot of Orbits actually don't like the song. I think it's one of their mm. best songs, weirdly enough. Like, Why don't Orbits like it? Is it because the sound is a little different? I think it's, you know? well, they, they have, well, again, uh, speaking of cinematic universes, the Luna cinematic universe is also there. It's very no. immersive. I'm not going to get into it. Like, it's, yeah, it's actually I... scaring me into getting into, into, <laughs> into that fandom. <laughs> yeah, right. 
so I, so the thing I know about Luna is that like they really like scary. butterfly and high high. Um, mm. But there's also like you know the fact that one of the things that made Luna Luna the girl of the month concept, right? So I don't know. I think Paint the Town was like just completely different from the twelve different concepts that came before Luna was a thing. Okay, mm. I I want to look into that because actually, I guess it makes sense for me why this is the song I like because um. Oh man, I wish I knew how to talk about music more, but the but there's that sound or that beat that dun, 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 and I'm into like kind of weird sounds like that. I think that's why I enjoy um some or the music of NCT that I've listened to, like hot saucy or stuff like that. That's why I thought I would love sticker more than I do. Cause I'm into weird because <laughs> I'm into like weird, unique sounds like that. Sounds that you wouldn't expect in pop, you know, like um Basta, a little weird, like maybe bells or like gongs or chimes. I like sounds like that. I think that's why I like this so much. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's a hype song. Always down for a hype song. <laughs> Who isn't, right? We need hype in our lives. Lalana during this panini, as Nemeg terms it. So let's go with Miam next. Um, so I chose Ladi Dub by Everglow. So. Oh, just another thing. Some members of Everglow came from Produce 48. <laughs> Yiren was one of my uh, visual fans from Produce 48, and she's a member of Everglow. So I always watch their comebacks. And out of their discography, I think I like Gladida because it sounds retro. It sounds retro. It's good. Did you guys listen to it? Didn't it sound retro? Yeah, I listened <laughs> to the song before like, you. Such a good. This the song's in my rotation before you even like even put it in our top twelve. This is a really good song. Yes. So that's me and retro ladida. So let's go with Jo. This will be an interesting talk. No, uh, I don't really want to talk a lot about this, but like, okay, so I wanted to highlight um older groups, which is why I went with SNSD a while ago. And which is why I'm going with Twenty One's Crush for this one. It's is it the last album? I think it's the last album like they have. I'm not sure if it's a real album or it's an EP or whatever. It's just one of the last things that they they made as a group before the you know the the drama and then the disbandment and stuff. And it's a really nice song and it's really hype. And you can imagine yourself. Watching them in a concert with that song, like especially the, you know, the the start of it and then the end of it, the no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you know, it's like an immersive experience of imagining yourself in a concert with Twenty One. There we go. Um, now let's go with our free choices. I guess we we gotta say why we chose it, right? And what you think the concept of this song is. Um, let's go with John. <laughs> I know you just stopped it. I'm going like that. Yo, me again. Okay, so again, highlighting an older generation, second gen. I went with After School's First Love. I'm not sure. Were you guys able to watch the videos or like the you know the music video or the yeah the performance? Okay, so the reason why I chose this is because. People tend to forget about After School as a group, because they're okay. They're not as big as, let's say, you know, Wonder Girls or you know the the two that I've mentioned a while ago. But they do have interesting concepts. I mean, if you've listened or if you've heard of Bang, and they 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 have this, you know, um, like a band not a music you know guitar or whatever band but the band with drums and stuff they even performed with drum sets and they had a, like a routine so i i think that um after after school has interesting concepts and um they're home to one of the most popular um subunits which is orange caramel if you've heard of them They have really weird songs and really weird music, but it's really good. Um, also, the reason why I chose um, "First Love" by After School is because of the performance. Guys, they had to learn. They had to learn pole dancing just for this song. 
Can you imagine that? You have to learn pole dancing for this Dedication. Song. Exactly. The, the thing though is, they were Pleiades' first girl group. And then Pleiades, the, the CEO at the time, not sure if he's still the CEO, he's, he dances ballet. Um, he used to be Boa's manager, I think, or something like that. And he's, he's involved in dancing talaga. Which is why he's very particular with the dances in, you know, after school, during the time. So, he he was very strict. They they mentioned um in interviews and stuff that they, you know, they were injured during this time because, like, they, they really had to dance, you know, pole dancing in heels and stuff. It's really hard. Also, um, I want to say that after school has a really interesting concept. They have the graduation concept, similar to AKB48, etc. Which is why um one of the members, this is I think one of the last songs, if not the last song that they released as a group. Um, one member here is Kaon, um, who went to produce 48. She was um one of the top at the start, and then later on something happened. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how her concept was, you know, she was in the sexy concept and stuff. Because this is a really sexy song. But like it's talking about your first love and stuff. You know? <laughs> talking about Kaon, I was gonna mention her if you didn't mention her. And her sexiness. Um if you watched PD48 listeners, I you you would understand how Kaon uh, embodies the concept of sexy. Like she makes all the songs she had to sing in that um, series, in that survival show, she made it sexy that one of the judges commented that, you know, I know you're trying not to come off as sexy because this song is not sexy, but that's just what I'm getting from you. So I'm a judge told that to her. So yeah, so we have a sexy song, First Love. Now it's my turn. I, I really don't want to talk about this girl group. I... But I, they're so good broken. though. They're so good. Wait, wait, I don't want to because I am broken hearted. So uh, I chose Violetta by Izzy One, my favorite song from them. Anyway, the reason why I'm broken hearted, I guess listeners know they've disbanded because they're just a temporary group. Yes. And as a whiz one, I am still lamenting. I am still in grief even after months after that band. And Violetta for me is Izzy One for me is, um, as I said, I, I like girl crush concept, right? But Izzy One, since I've watched PD48, I had to stand Izzy One. Opened up worlds, uh, opened up a new genre to me, that or a new concept to me that, that was not girl crush. I, in my mind, I called them fresh. <laughs> a fresh concept. That's what I feel like every time I, I, I watch them. It, it just refreshes me. They refresh my mind when... It's like when I need a break, when I need a break from stress or something like that. I watch their videos, I listen to their music, and that's what it means to be. But now they're going their separate ways. So yeah, let's go with Meg. Okay, so when I was picking, this is like free choice, right? And like I said a while ago, um, my knowledge is not very broad. It's very casual. And I wanted to be able to say something more than just, I like the song. And then, I don't know, suddenly, suddenly, nobody by Wonder Girls came into my head. I was like, you know what? Why not? So, it was I was doing it half as, like, to be silly, maybe, to drive home the fact that I don't know much. But then, when I re-listened to it and I re-watched the video, I was like, oh my gosh, it holds up. It holds up. Listen, and I'm not talking about K-pop, even just as a pop song. It holds up, you know? And maybe, even... Even when this first came out, right? And um, that was when you guys were closet K-poppers because it was not yet socially acceptable. But everyone knew about this song. Everyone knew about this song. Even I knew about this song. Um, but at that time, I didn't appreciate it as much. Or maybe I was an angsty teen, you know, listening to like, oh, I listened to The Fray, you know. I listened to, a, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I, I don't, I listen to bands. I don't listen to pop. I don't know. Maybe I was not one of the other, I was not like the other girls at that time. Who knows? But when I got into my, when I got, when I, when I fully embraced that, like, you know what? I like pop. I like girly things. And that's who I am now. So this is the first time I've revisited it. It's like, it holds up. It holds up with a pleasant surprise to see that it holds up. Um, it was just a little jarring for me when I first watched the video. 
to, to see JYP, diba? And then, diba, that's the meme that he's everywhere. I'm like, well, first of all, they are under, they were under JYP, but also I'm like, oh, this man really, really is everywhere. Like, why do you have to open this music video? So I skipped his part. <laughs> and then I went to their part. And yun lang, that's all I have to say. This song holds up. So now I appreciate it in such a different way on another level. <laughs> You could not escape the song when we were kids, and like yeah, for could how not. they, it was always on mix or MTV or whatever. Yes, it was. So I remember that music video, the back clearly like the retro vibe. It's like Dream Girls, can yes. just Wonder Girls, right? And I said like, mm. I remember the, the only thing I remember about that MV as a kid because I really hated that song as a kid because I was like, I'm too cool for this. I'm like, I like Linkin Park. Like the other kids, yeah, right? <laughs> but. For for me the the thing I remember about this video like it, it, if you don't know it's it's like this weird thing why is there like this guy that's trapped in the toilet or something which is JYP it's like a nice bonus video but like I mean now now knowing what you know I kind of found it funny that it was a Wonder Girls music video and the focus was oh JYP just had an accident so somebody else had to perform and that's the only reason they're famous and I'm like well it had to tie back to JYP. Okay. The best. Like this is not about you, <laughs> but always has to be. He's everywhere. Dude, the intro yeah. to the intro to Alcohol Free literally says JYP. I'm whenever JYP gotta endorse that song. He there's a whisper of. Kailangan talaga. Like it's weird. I know. It's kind of his signature thing. It's his, I don't know. It, it's like it's if, it, it, it's like but, if Psycho you know, didn't remember... start with Psycho. It's, it's if Psycho started with, Lee Man. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, man. That's, that's the weird JYP thing. Oh uh, my god. Well, it's iconic. The, the and there's nothing else JYP I can brand. say. I know. It's iconic. So, yeah. But, you know, with this song, I remember this. We performed this in a the second year, yeah, I remember. Oh, I my class. Remember. Uh, were you a curate? Okay, one the girls remember one, one the girls. The we, we had a we had a This was part of our mape. <gasps> oh, memories yeah. rushing back. Oh, oh yeah. you remember? Yeah, that's that's wow. Well, that was they were, oh, yeah, but that's why at that time. I was resisting this song. It's like, I don't like the song because that was the piece of my, oh, I listened to the fray. I listened to the script. I listened to all American rejects bands. It was the thing that bonded us together because we were like, I don't listen to that song. Actually, that's how we became close in high school. But you did. You guys did. Evidently. Yeah, I think everyone did. (laughs) Right. 12. When you at least the dance. 12, 11 years later, I'm like, Look at you now. <laughs> Still. Look at where you came yeah. from. Look at you now. Deba. Nandito mingin sa kanyang pinanggalingan ay mas malit sa Malit sa mga Hashtag Pinoy Pride. Weird. Now let's let's go to Bench <laughs> and his song. Guys. Mm-hmm. I, I knew you were gonna talk about this. I wasn't originally. Like, I was gonna talk about something else entirely. Um, and I kept changing the free choice because I didn't know what I wanted to highlight. But I feel like talking about girl groups is would be a disservice not to talk about the success story of 2021. So, if you weren't a fan, and I only recently found out about this phenomenon this year, you wouldn't know what the hell I'm talking about. But this is like legitimately one of the nicest heartwarming underdog stories I have ever heard. And I'm so glad I've, I, I, I listened to it. So, without saying the context, uh, the song is Rollin' by Brave Girls. And it's so funny that the song got famous, because if you just listen to it, it's okay, it's a nice summer pop song. And I, I love summer pop songs, right? Summer pop songs are my thing. I even, and it's really without the context. It just seems like, oh, it's a good song. And I'm not saying it's a bad song, I'm just saying it didn't really have a lot of fanfare. And it didn't when it was released in 2017. What happened this year was something really crazy. It's that this song, all of a sudden in 2021, for no discernible reason, we'll get to it later, suddenly started hitting the top of the charts and nobody knew why at first. Like they asked them, oh, you guys are getting famous all of a sudden, like what's happening? And they didn't know. 
um, apparently the big thing was that it, it got so big that they actually did a comeback, a re-comeback, and they performed the music shows again, they started performing, and it was winning all charts. It got a perfect all-kill, which is like a really big thing where it was number one everywhere. And they won their first ever music show. They got their first win on, I think it was Inky Guy or the show champion. But the significant thing about this is that Brave Girls debuted in 2011. And I know the current iteration, there's been a lot of changes, was in 2016. But even then, this is like the longest time from debut to first win. 10 years or 5 years, depending on how you look at it, whether it's the name or the members, it's still a long time. And this wasn't like a, a small group. They were produced by the Brave Brothers, hence the name Brave Girls. These are a very well-known set of producers that people trust to make good songs. But they didn't um, become successful early on. There was a lot of issues involving AOA, of all things. Like, the, the Brave Brothers wanted to focus on AOA first, and they forgot about their pet project. And then they came out with this new group. And this group was going to disband. Like, the week before it all started happening. They were about to stop being brave girls. Then rolling happened. So what happened exactly for Meg that doesn't know the story? Because I think Jo and Yvonne knew. Somebody um, by the name of Viditor on on YouTube. Um, this guy, Viditor, he does videos wherein he just takes performances, does a stage mix, and also puts in translated comments. Um, the most popular, the best comments. The strange thing about Roland in particular was that he used a performance in the military. The thing about Roland and Brave Girls in the military is that when you're not famous, you really just want to perform anywhere. Like, just so that you get some sort of income or just so you get your name out there. And military shows don't pay a lot. Like, they're probably free sometimes, actually. But aside from the fact that military shows aren't free, can you imagine, like, the context of you like as an idol traveling to like not Seoul obviously the soldiers are not training in Seoul super far areas in South Korea like there was this one performance that was literally 14 kilometers away from the DMZ so literally they were within the border of NK but they were performing there right so they did a lot of performances in like really dangerous conditions dusty rainy or wet or whatever and they really just kept performing at these shows to the point that it became the like, if they weren't number one on Billboard, they said they were number one on Millboard, the military Billboard, <laughs> simply because everybody in the military knows this song. And it's not like the military here were like you have to enlist. We all know for a fact that conscription is a thing in South Korea. Every male, I'm looking at you, BTS. Just kidding. If they want to get canceled, every male has to go to the military, right? So. The fact that there were an entire generation of people that had to go into service and they kept listening to this song made it literally the most popular song in the military that the public did not know or care about. So what happened was there were a lot of comments on these videos from the military saying stuff like, this is, um, my seniors taught me this and I taught it to my juniors. My senior did the dance at our table when we were having training. This is what kept me up. This is what made me like, you know, stick through military service. And the funniest one I read was, this is what will unite the Koreas. <laughs> so this song. Here's hoping. <laughs> Here's hoping. Oh wow, that's so cute. So like, yeah, the song. Nobody heard of the song. 2017, no fanfare at all. And the, the song's not bad. Though. Like, it's a really nice summer song. And it, the MV itself is super dark. Um, the original one. They made a newer, more hyped version because the old one was so dark and everything. But the old one, it was so dark. But they, then they were singing about the summer song. And it was kind of emblematic of the time. Like, things are so dark, but, you know, we can still be... We can still find you know, that success, even if it's in the military or something. But apparently, because of all these videos, and dude, if you watch the videos of them performing in the military, you'd see like all of these people in uniforms just freaking out over the fact that the song is being played. They knew all the steps. Like, if, if I thought twice fan chants were super like deep voiced, this had nothing on that. This was like the biggest collection of like the gruffest sounding rolling rolling I've ever heard. And it's... It's crazy. So I guess what the, what happened was that, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of the people got out of military service and then they started like, you know, getting getting this getting them the airplay. So after four years of the song being released, after five years as this group, after ten years of Brave Girls existing, 
I guess the whole public just rooted for them and just made sure they finally got some recognition for performing in like the weirdest conditions. And it's like this isn't even an easy dance. Like one of like the the performance is literally them standing on really small stools while it's raining or while it's dusty. They could have literally injured themselves with this, but it is literally one of the best most heartwarming stories i've ever heard it, it re and like when they got their first win they couldn't even sing because they were all just crying mm. it was it was such a it was such a phenomenon I, I i hate the fact that i only found out about this like this week but if we're gonna talk about girl groups i cannot i cannot not talk about what happened with rolling it's a good song by the way like i mean this is, it's this a good song so trust nice. me well, this, this you, I, cause you, you teased that you were going to have a good story to tell from one of your songs. It was so worth the wait. I'm so happy. I love underdog <laughs> stories. And hey, they, they won an award at the Fact Awards. I mean, oh, were... yeah. So now it's. I mean, I didn't know who. I I don't really know about them. I didn't know the story. Um, but now it makes it so much nicer. They also performed, I think they performed role in Mismo. So, oh, this is so nice to know about that. That's so wonderful. Good for them. Wow. Uh, speaking of, I know, um, groups that had a revival due to fans. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Exid, E-X-I-D. Yeah. Um, during the time that, you know, uh, fan camps wasn't really a thing yet. I mean, you know, people post their fan comes but you know the 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 industry wasn't into oh fan comes whatever um exceed released the song in 2013 i think the latter part of 2013 and then um yeah like brave girls there wasn't really much fanfare and you know they they weren't really doing that great and then they were performing at this event and then this Fan recorded a video of Honey, one of the members, dancing to Up and Down. Yung, yeah. And then that fan posted that fan cam, and then that fan cam became viral. 33 million views. Yes. So that's that's why fan cams is a thing now. Because, like, this fan cam made this group a name. CPR. In, in Korea. Yes. Like, Revival. Yes, they 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 help this group. Grab Help this group. But you know that's one of the things I think I love the most about K-pop is that you that's it's I feel like compared to maybe other um music industries or the Western one in K-pop you feel as a fan that your support actually makes a difference. Yeah. It feels so good okay. to know that, hey, the support you show to the, the groups or the artists that you love, it really goes somewhere. <laughs> oh, this reminds me of a performance. I, because uh, Refund Sisters, uh, the, the one I talked about last week, um, they uh, because of the pandemic, right, they didn't get to perform uh, live with audience. And then, actually, they were given the chance to perform in this, um, like, a nurse training school. So, like, they were so happy to see the fans. And you'll see they were crying to be able to perform in front of the fans. And, you know, that makes it heartwarming for us as fans because it, it, it's like we matter, actually, you know. It's, it's true. And, yeah, it makes me happy to be a fan. That kind of made me sad, though. I kind of realized that I feel like Roland getting their first win would have been so much more impactful if there were fans doing the, you know, yeah. when they won. Um, I mean, like, it's super impactful, but, like, can you imagine just, like, how happy, like, people were if there was, like, a crowd and they were doing the, like, they call this the Stingray dance. And, like, if you see it in the video, you will know what I'm talking about. The Stingray dance. <laughs> it's so simple, but, like, you can't help but love it. It's so silly if you, without the context, but, like, what sold me on it really was the fact that the song itself grew like because the military was performing to it can you imagine if like an entire stadium like you know just celebrated the fact that they finally won they finally won yeah so that's the end of our top 12 wow good end to our top 12 songs so hmm, let's go to the news mm, let's start with maggie okay um my news is not 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 
anyway, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Last night, uh, October 2, well, it was last night before we recorded this, but it might, it'll be last Saturday by the time this episode comes out, October 2, were, were the, the Fact Music Awards. And this is, this is my first uh, rodeo. This is my first music awards show. So I did not realize how big of an event they are, you know? I mean, the only music shows, if at all, award shows that I followed in the past were Western ones. And you know what? They do not hold a candle to (laughs) the Asian ones, let me just say. In terms of performances, in terms of all of that. So um, am I going to read the winners? I don't have to. You can look it up. Maybe just like night. note yeah. what you really like. Maybe they song. What did you care about? They song. Uh, uh, let's see, let's see. Cause a lot of these, a lot of the awards are for um like fan voted stuff, deba. Right? So I'm again bringing it back to the power of, of um, of fans, right? But let's see. Okay, I'll pick out some. Let's see. World Best Performer went to 17. Worldwide Icon went to Super Junior. So it was fun for me to see um, Super Junior. How long have they been? Were, how, how long have they been together? Since so 2009. That's amazing, right? And here they are still, still at it. So that was amazing for me to see. Let's see. Next Leader Award went to Stacy. So yay, right? Global hottest went weekly and gravity. It was fun also for me because even if I just yeah, even if I just had the I had the award show playing in the background, I was doing other things. Um, it was nice for me to be able to listen to other groups or see them perform as well. Cause you know, it widens my horizon. My question is how come artist of the year, many groups won this? Can you tell me how that works? Why is it not just one? Anyway, so I'm going to read off the, the groups or the performers that won Artists of the Year. There's um, ATs, is that how you pronounce that? There's Brave Girls, good for them, Stray Kids, The Boys, um, Daniel Kang, Super Junior again, and Hypen, TXT, Astro, Oh My Girl to 17, Itzy, and BTS. And then the grand prize, um, BTS won that as well. You know what was funny? So Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. So you know what's funny is they, they closed this, the, the show, they performed butter, and then they cut the music halfway. So like uh I think it was V, he was just about to ready na siyang bumirit, and then suddenly gets cut. And that's what happened in the last year. So they were gonna they were singing dynamite and then they were gearing up for the second course. The skin not big so parang and I don't know why they cut the music like okay we anna I guess <laughs> it actually kind of happens a lot like I, I've seen Hi. like some encore stages like I was so hyped now for the next one because in encore stages like they actually do sing live like mm. this is like the rare moments they that do. no more backing tracks and all that so <laughs> of course me as like the newbie I kept watching and I'm like they didn't even let them finish that's so disrespectful why <laughs> why why is that a thing <laughs> oh my god! not either so congrats to your BTS for winning the congrats thank you congrats to everybody (laughs) congrats to everyone and well in the context of what we talked a while ago but anyway I must say it here so Lisa's money debuts at number one on the rap digital song sales chart of the billboard so we're gonna talk about what what did we talk about (laughs) what did we talk about I don't know what you Anyway, what are you talking about? Lisa's name has not come up once in this episode. Okay. okay. Now it has. Now it, now has. it has. Love so, you, Lisa. Good for you. <laughs> we are going to do a future episode on the Western music industry and how Whoa. it's affected K-pop. But mm. that's for another episode. But I'm just Big happy discussion. for my bias, Lisa, for topping the charts. And it's actually the first um, not the first, like the second song to enter the charts of um, the rap digital song. The first one was CL five years ago, I think. And, you know, I'm just happy for the success that Lisa's solo is, you know, getting her maybe, you know, in the international crowd. <laughs> okay, now let's go to what we slightly, uh, the girl group that we mentioned a while ago, Luna. Yeah. 
Wait, first I gotta go um, get this out of the way. Uh, Inky Guy results came in today, because um, you know it's a Sunday show. So this was actually a big day because um, Limu Jin had his triple crown, even if his was the most popular song for Inky Guy. So we have three new contenders. That is um, Dihak and Pateko with Ohio My Night. That is Espa's next level, oh so timely. After four months being released, they're still vying for their first win. It's kind of crazy. But of course, they're always like at a disadvantage because there's no physical sale. And we have NCT's 127 sticker. So in a very, very close race, as in decided by less than a thousand, a thousand points, which probably, honestly, if I'm looking at it, came from physical. <laughs> it is not a shocker here that NCT finally gets, you know, the rare boy band win on Inky Gayo. <laughs> and it's rare because Inky is a, it focuses 55% of the score on digital. Yeah. And, and yeah. there's, there's like this nice dynamic discussion that we can have in the future about the difference between how boy groups and girl groups operate. But yeah, so this is historic as with their, I think it's their ninth win. I don't know. But yeah, they've won a lot for Sticker. But the significant thing is they're the only artists this year that have won the Grand Slam, which is all six music shows in one week. So regardless of what you feel about Sticker, um, you know, maybe be hap um, happy for N Citizens. Uh, this is the first. Inky Gayu win, I think, for NCT. Inky's a really big deal for boy bands simply because Hard. barely happens. Mm. But as a person that was rooting for Espa, they'll get it with Savage, I guess. And they've already won with Black Mamba. It's just next level was the song. Like, ugh. Anyway, so that's Inky Gayu <laughs> results. Um, in sadder news, we brought up, um, you know, we slightly hinted towards Luna. And the big news that happened this week was their parent company, Blockberry Creative, has, I think, filed for bankruptcy or has stopped promotional activities for all of the groups that they're doing, including Luna. And there's a lot of speculation as to why this is happening. Um, first of all, they're in a huge amount of debt um, and they cannot pay their debt or their taxes or... I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong, but of course, like, of course, we just hear these things from the grapevine also. But the official press releases, they're just really stopping all promotional activities. And there could be a lot of speculative reasons why this is happening. For one, they're being um, challenged by one of their investors, Donut, for breach of contract. And they were a big investor in their projects. Personally speaking, I believe this is a very sad um, piece of news for fans, especially Orbits, especially uh, Agree. Beca <laughs> because it means that we're unsure of the future of a really, of a really popular up-and-coming group like Luna. And ironically enough, maybe the reason why they're in such a difficult time is because of how they handled a project like Luna. And it's sad to say, this is what made Luna Luna, or Girl of the Month. But that project was confirmed to have cost around 10 million US dollars. And for a very small company without any other projects, that is a huge, huge risk to undertake. Just like launching a new group, one member per month, shooting music videos all around the world, and like just releasing, releasing like albums, even if they're minis, releasing new content month on month probably is not a very wise financial decision. And I do. In the interest of creativity, I do hope they find a way out of it because I really do think Luna deserves better. But yeah, it's hard not to think of the context of why Blockberry Creative might be in financial difficulty if you consider how their big project came to be. And it's sad. And for the sake of the industry, I hope that they can find a way out of it. Speaking of finding a way out of it, I this is not... It's funny because Luna stands have... I don't know if this is a joke or if it's legit, but I saw on, on online that they've, they re, they're trying to reach out to Elon Musk. Yeah, the same Luna. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, okay, y'all know I don't like billionaires, right? But if you're going to use your money for anything, save Luna. <laughs> the sad part is like, Orbits are known for like spamming Stan Luna, now they're spamming save Luna. Save Luna, I Canceled. See, but that's true though. Even before I knew anything about K-pop, for some reason, I was like the 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 phrase Stan Luna. I was aware of it. <laughs> so, deba. But I hope, oh, I hope they'll find a way out of this. Are we hoping for Elon Musk to save them? I'm not sure, but we're hoping they would be safe. They, they'd be safe. Yeah. yeah. There's rumors that they're also trying to reach out to SM because I think Lee Soo Man was like super into the concept of Girl of the Month. Yeah, yeah I think he was interested. Oh. In 
like you know what it's yeah. kind of interesting to me because knowing SM they're very good at you know concepts and then and then these like world building you know what that's an I'm SM sorry thing but you know what they're not them? good at SM is not good what? at promoting girl groups girl groups so <laughs> and so it's like hmm. like if they, if they have their favorite the other groups would like bye bye you're stuck in the dungeon forever Mm. You're not. You're not. You're not disbanded. But everybody will just leave. So uh, like, yeah. it's like they don't. They don't have the. They don't have the courage to officially like. Okay, you you need to disband. They're like, it's okay. Just drag them along until they get the message. <laughs> no, don't I hope they get the saved. <laughs> Let's hope yeah. for a revival for this group. No, not a revival. More like a financial backer. <laughs> okay. I just... Yeah. So. Hmm, new releases this week. Okay, so my new release is I think this was released this week lang talaga, no? I mean it's a Sunday, so technically last week. Um it's CL's new song, Lover Like Me. There's still no as of this conversation, there is still no um live performance of this song, but there is an MV and it's a really good song. Um, it showcases CL's voice, talent, and her rapping. I mean, I know CL is known for her hard-hitting songs like um, Hello Bit. I'm not sure if I can say that. But, you know, that, that's... It's a song title. It's fine. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. So, songs like, you know, Hello Bit, it's it's really up and, you know, hype and stuff. This isn't as hype as that one, but it showcases her vocal talent and she still raps in it. So, you know, it's still CL. And support the queen. Come on. She finally got out of YG. Gotta go there another time. <laughs> okay, so let me be go next. Let's go by the list. Um, So my choice for this week's uh, new release is Zombie by Purple Kiss. So Purple Kiss is from RBW Entertainment, the same as Mamamoo. So they're the juniors of Mamamoo. And another thing is that um, two of the members actually came also from Produce 48. <laughs> I don't know. It's just that I watched Produce 48. So like, you know, I, I it's nice to see these girls going somewhere. So Purple Kiss, uh, watch their MV Zombie. It's actually a playful MV. It's so cute. Zombie. It's a huge trend on TikTok also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody mentioned that to me. It's a huge trend on TikTok. So, like, that's how fortune groups kind of promote now. It's through TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, Yeah, we're old. I don't have a TikTok. Oh, it's not. How do you manage that? Anyway, so there's my song uh, you released for the week. They're, I think they did just debuted this year? This year ba? Wait, let me check. Uh, no, yeah, last year, last year. They started last year. They started promoting last year. So they're a relatively new group then. So I hope some of the listeners would listen to the song and, you know, if you like them, stand them. Okay, let's go next with Benj. And by the way, I love this song choice of yours. Same, and I chose this even before listening to the song. <laughs> like this is already like penciled in. Like we gotta talk about the Eng- the first ever English single of Twice. Um, this is called The Feels uh, by obviously by Twice. And the reason I think this is big is one, obviously we know that we're they're trying to get well the industry is trying to invade the Western sphere, and like we've had success with BP with BTS, but. I honestly think that in another world, Twice could have been the girl group if we hadn't focused our attention on what a girl group should be in terms of like, do we subvert expectations or do we go there? I honestly feel kind of sad, but I'm not saying Twice isn't known outside of SK. They're pretty huge elsewhere, just not in the West. This is a good foray into that. It's very uniquely Twice. And that's one thing I really missed about Twice. Twice has evolved into this mature sounding concept and I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just saying that's not their strength. Maybe that's the controversial opinion that will get me cancelled, but their voices are really geared towards their earlier releases. So when the feels came in, it reminded me of the first time I've heard a Twice song. Uh, That wasn't just fancy. It reminded me of Likey, 
which honestly I think is a great song, even if it's you know childish or cutesy. I don't care. It's good. It's a good song. The feels just came out, and immediately I thought, I hope that this does get a level of success, and I hope it does get a Korean version because even if I really like the song, the lyrics were kind of awkward for me. But maybe that's because I understand them this time versus me not understanding them before. So yeah, the feels by Twice I think is a good return to form to what. It, it doesn't lose out on what makes twice twice, but it's not exactly early twice, if that makes sense. It is the combination of what a mature concept looks like without losing the identity that made them twice, that made them who they are. And one other thing about this song is that it's a unique way of announcing that they are going to come back with their third studio album this November in a world tour. I know we're probably not going to be part of it unless everyone's going to be in PPEs and face shields or whatever, but yeah, twice as they announced during this uh, comeback that we will have a um, twice anniversary event. I think it's our sixth or seventh. Uh, we will have a November release of an album and there will be a world tour. Literally, when I was watching the MV premiere and I saw the screen, I literally yelled out, Oh God, my wallet! when I saw it because, oh no, this is bad. But yeah, twice uh, the feels is a really good song. It, it's, I think, what a Western pop song would sound like if a K pop producer made it. So, boy, yeah. Boy, boy, no. I know, no, you got the feels. I love that. And it's so, so and the music so video is like, oh my god, it's so, so cute. prom. It's prom. Oh, right. I know. Speaking of prom. Okay, anyway, so, did you, did you hear Ba? Who was the prom yes. queen? In fairness, what a segue. But yes, okay, my my new release of the week is Out of the Blue by Doon, who is from Day Six. He's their drummer with Song Hee Jin. So um, this is his first solo single, I think. His first solo foray. And then I have I have friends who are very dedicated my days. And so far I'm just a casual listener, but I do love their music. And uh, one thing they're very proud of is how he has how Doan has grown so much from being the drummer of the band, and then now you know he's singing. This is his own song, and it's very nice. Like if you watch the music video, it's animated. It's very soothing. It's so cute, and and I like the performance as well. And I even just based on the sound alone, it's very chill. It's very fun. It's very light. Um, but especially when you find out the message behind the lyrics or if you find out what the lyrics are it's nice it's like reminiscing on how you've grown in the past sometimes you have those moments you know when you suddenly realize oh no I'm at this age I used to be like this when I was younger so that's what the song talks about and well it's nice it's nice to be able to look back in a positive way and see things or try to see things in a positive light rather than Rather than how we usually feel, you're like, oh, I'm old, oh, like this, like this. So this was a nice look back at like, oh, okay, I'm older now, but it's been nice to grow and change and go through yeah. all of that. That's mine. Yeah, we've grown from from the boy who used to like Linkin Park. To our prom queen. I mean, I still do. Refuse. Wait, I mean, can I? Like, you say it like that's like Come a cornerstone queen. of my personality. It's not. That was so. That was so random. It's just that I that suddenly so remembered it. So like, is it because of the feels? Yeah, because of the feels. To be fair, to be fair, I have the sash right over my bed. Oh my gosh! The how old is that sash? It's uh, 2012. My God. Nine years. Nine, Nine years. years old. Yeah, I, I think that just gives the listeners an idea of how old we are. How old we are. So but no, we should look back on it fondly. We should look back <laughs> on it fondly. fondly. Out of the blue, guys. Out of the blue. So, well, that was a good wrap up for a new release. So, we've grown through the years. And we still have other interests aside from K pop. So, anything new on your own K pop things? Um, voter registration was extended. Yes, please register to vote. You so you've been given more time. Please. Yes, please, please. And don't forget to vote. And check out who is running for positions. Make sure that they're really, really doing their job and not just, you know, PR spots. 
Yep. So yes, by the time yeah. by the time this will be released, it'll be like on Thursday or Friday, because depending on which part you're listening to, probably Friday will release part two if this is too long. Friday is the official, I think October eighth. If correct me if I'm wrong, October eighth is the end of the filing of candidacy, right? So all I gotta say is by the time that it comes out, you will have an entire list of options of who is eligible, and you will have their resumes like really up there you will see everything you know how like it's so hard to get a job and they ask you so many questions of like what makes you different or why do you think you'll be a good leader and things like that so that line of logic i hope you apply that as well to whoever you're choosing and i'm not telling you who to choose for but i hope that you are as mindful and as you really you really give this some thought like yes like you like there's a lot of people that give who they stand more thought than this and this can actually change our lives so really i don't i care who you vote for but i'm not telling you who to vote for but on october 8th you'll have all the information in the world use it wisely we only have one shot at 2022 yeah can i just say that people have a bigger higher expectations right with their beauty queens than their their politicians since you know the millis university they do with their mayor yeah. or president yeah, it was done like last week this week i don't remember but the thing is guys you have to check out we have to make sure that we vote for people who care about the country not because of their credentials na you know they've been in the politics for a long time but because they're good for what what we stand for there you yeah, go so that's so that's it for this episode. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We uh, have to say goodbye to Tata Meg earlier, and now we have to say t- goodbye to Bench. Actually, we're all just going to say goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And Thanks, see you everyone. Next week. Register. Thank you. Register. <laughs> everyone, Bye. see you guys. <laughs>